0: Section 2 of The National Geographic Magazine, Volume 7, July 1896. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Miriam Spiegel. The Seine, the Muse, and the Moselle, by William M. Davies, Professor of Physical Geography in Harvard University. 2. Diversion of the Upper Moselle from the Muse. After this long digression, let us now return to the case of the Meuse, and see whether indications can be found that any of its branches have been diverted to the basins of the Seine or the Moselle. The first example to be mentioned is found in the neighborhood of Toul, and for simplicity of description I shall take the liberty of changing the names of the streams in this region in accordance with the adjoining diagram, the actual names being given in thin-lined letters, the assumed names in heavy-lined letters. The case may then be briefly stated as follows the tulle upper moselle once flowed through a meandering valley and joined the meuse at the little village of pagne sur meuse the meandering valley trenches an upland of middle uulite strata but in the course of time the pompeii a branch of the moselle pushed away the divide at its head tapped the tulle where the city of that name now stands and diverted it from the meuse into the moselle The first fact to note is that the abandoned valley between Toul and Pekne swings on large curved meanders, after the fashion often assumed by the valleys of large rivers, but never imitated by valleys of small streams. It is true that the valleys of small streams may in the course of time become comparatively wide, but they can never develop systematically curving meanders of large radius, with steep sloping bluffs on the outside of the curves and long sloping spurs on the inside of the curves the form of the valley from Toul to the pagne therefore at once suggests not only that a stream once passed through it but also that the stream was a large one in the second place on looking more closely at the topographic details in the neighborhood of Toul, it is seen that we have here a well-developed elbow of capture a sharp bend in the river course independent of local rock structure the tool makes a sharp turn from the direction of its upper course and swings off along the course of the pompeii to the moselle the pompeii was once merely one of many small branches of the moselle of which the neighboring aich may be taken as the type but in consequence of adding the large volume of the tool to the formerly small volume of the pompeii the valley has been distinctly deepened both down and upstream from the elbow of capture below the former level of the streams and now exhibits the steep-sided trench characteristic of recent captures. Not only the diverted tool, but several of its branches above the elbow of capture have entrenched themselves beneath the general level of the open valley plain of lower oolite strata on which they formerly flowed. On restoring the surface of this old valley floor by filling up the trenches which now dissect it, it may be seen to slope at such a grade as would lead it to the floor of the meandering valley on the way to the meuse immediately after the diversion of the tool we may imagine that only a small stream the pagni fed by the drainage from the valley slopes was left to follow the meandering valley to the meuse this would be the diminished beheaded stream of our terminology but in consequence of the development of the deep trench at the elbow of capture and the accompanying growth of the obsequent stream the ingressen the beheaded pagni has still further shortened and is now not more than two and one-half miles in length the pagni and the ingressen let me here turn a moment from the main subject to consider some special features of the meandering valley and its present occupants the pagni and the ingressen in the first place midway in the valley at the village of Foug there is a little stream coming in from the bois romant on the north the topographic details of the district give good reason for thinking that this little stream used to join the valley at les Saint-Remy, on the next meander to the west and thus we have here a repetition of an accident of the Saint osteverte type when the vigorous tool was running through this valley and widening its meander belt it must have pushed its swinging current so vigorously against the outer side of its curves that it cut through the ridge separating the Fugue meander from the little stream on the north, and thus changed the mouth of its own tributary from an lower to an upper meander. This may be added to the evidence indicating the former passage of a large river through the meandering valley. Next, as to the obsequent Ingressin, whose head is at least six miles from the Elbow, the comparative narrowness of the trench both above and below the elbow of capture by tool would not lead us to expect an obsequent stream of much length and i therefore suggest the following explanation of the rather surprising length of the ingresson a little southwest of fugue is the narrowest part of the old valley its narrowness here being due to the greater resistance of the middle oolite which form the highland through which it is cut From these steep slopes it appears that a significant amount of waste has crept down into the valley trough obstructing it more or less and producing a swamp of small dimensions the beheaded pagni seems to have been unable to hold its course through this obstruction it probably accumulated for a time in a shallow lake above the obstruction until on overflowing into the gorge at the elbow this part of its course reversed its direction of flow and thus gave rise to an obsequent stream of a somewhat aberrant type which is now called the ingresson. All this, however, only by way of suggestion. Further study of the geographical aspects of the country is necessary before this suggestion deserves acceptance. There need, however, be no doubt on the general problem concerning the diversion of the tool from the Meuse to the Moselle, and, to my mind, the case would be perfectly satisfactory if no pebbles from the Vosges had ever been found in the valley of the Meuse below Pagny. The dimensions of the meandering valley, the systematic form of its bluffs and curves, the gorge above and below the elbow of capture at Toul, the relation of the old valley plain in which the gorge was cut to the floor of the meandering valley that leads through the upland, and the accident that happened to the little side-stream at Fougue, all combine into so systematic an arrangement of parts as to leave no doubt that an explanation which can account for them by a single and simple process is their true explanation the diminished meuse looking now again at the meuse by commercy we must recognize it as a river whose volume has been diminished by the diversion of an important tributary to another river system its volume having diminished it is unable now to accommodate itself to the large curves of its valley and must instead advance in an uncertain course as it staggers along on the valley floor Not only so, having lost its volume, it seems unable to maintain so gentle a slope as it had assumed when its volume was larger, for its floodplain now has every appearance of having filled up the former valley trough to a moderate depth. It therefore gives us an illustration of a river which has changed its action from degrading its slope when its volume was large to aggrading its slope now that its volume is small. What the Meuse has lost, the Moselle has gained, and the considerable addition that the tool has given to its volume has undoubtedly confirmed its habit of swinging boldly around the meanders of the lower valley, even to the point of cutting almost or quite through the necks of the meandering spurs. The air and the bar. Let us next look at the case of the air. this stream was once an affluent of the Meuse on the western side of its basin but it has been diverted to swell the volume of the seine the elbow of capture in this case lies about two miles east of grand prix the air coming from the southeast here makes a sharp turn westward through the ridge of lower cretaceous strata that bears the forest of argonne and thus joins the ennes in direct continuation of the course of the air an open valley leads to the meuse a little below sedan the greater length of this valley is followed by a small stream the bar but while the valley exhibits strong meanders of rather large radius the bar is nothing but a little brook that wriggles here and there back and forth on the valley floor the slopes of the valley floor have the usual systematic arrangement steeper slopes on the outside of the curves gentler slopes on the inside a spur that enters one of the meanders from the upland on the west covered by the la quenne near st enghien has so narrow a neck that the canal leading from the meuse to the seine system has cut a trench through the neck instead of going around the spur the indications of the former greater volume of water in the stream that once swung boldly around the meanders of this valley are perfectly conclusive but now the little bar staggers about in the most random manner quite unable to continue the widening of the meanders and the narrowing of the necks of the spurs by running systematically against the outer side of the valley curves the meadow-like quality of the flat valley floor suggests that the bar has aggraded its course since the greater volume of water was withdrawn at the grand prix elbow thus repeating the features of the meuse about Commercy. following up the bar the breadth of the valley and the radius of its large meanders are slowly diminished for a long distance but the little bar winding through the meadow floor rapidly diminishes and near Buzancy, the meadow is left without more drainage than is given by such ditches as the farmers have cut here and there for the better drying of their flat marshy fields passing further to the southeast along the meandering valley we soon find a small stream successively called the moulin bricoine and agron following southward for seven miles in a trench cut along the valley trough to the elbow of capture above grand Pre, This is the back-headed stream, by whose growth from the elbow of capture the beheaded bar has been progressively more and more shortened. Whether the divide at present existing between the obsequent Brickwiniere-Agron and the beheaded bar has been determined in this case by the accumulation of the washed from the valley slopes, as it apparently was in the case of the Pagny, i cannot surely say but there does not appear to be much disparity between the time required for the amount of widening that the gorge of the air has received at the elbow of capture and for the headward growth of the back-handed agron as in the case of the Toul, Upper Moselle, so with the air its old valley floor occupied at a time when it still ran down the valley now occupied by the bar is easily recognized in the flat terrace-like benches in either direction from the elbow of capture. But these benches now overlook the widened trench of the diverted air, and the narrower trench of the reversed Brickwayne Agron. A considerable depth is maintained by the trench of the air for some distance up the stream from the elbow of capture, and, of course, also through the former valley floor of the diverter on the way to the Aisne but on going up the reversed stream its trench rapidly decreases in depth and near Buzancy it makes but a slight depression in the meadows one of the most interesting points of view for the appreciation of this example of river arrangement is on the flat fields of the old valley floor near the elbow of capture just south of the village of champignolet here all the different parts are easily recognized as if on a model made expressly for the explanation of the problem in some pits dug here and there by the roadside on the plain one may see the old river gravels laid down by the air while it was running at this high level on its way northward to the meuse another point of view no less instructive is offered after surmounting the hill by which the national road southward from sedan on the meuse crosses over the valley of the bar at Chevenier. From the summit and along the southward descent, one has a beautiful view of the broad valley as it swings around the narrow-necked spur of the Boilacue, but he looks in vain for the stream by which the valley was cut. He fails to see any stream at all until descending to the valley floor, when the only occupant of the great, boldly swinging valley is found to be a little meadow brook here as before it should be remembered that it is not the width of the valley that is essentially discordant with the size of the brook that now drains it for in the late maturity of the geographical development of a land surface even small streams have broad valleys the discordance which proclaims that the valley is not the work of the existing stream is seen in the relative dimensions of the meanders the valley swings regularly in curves of at least half a mile in radius And maintains this habit of curvature with small diminution far up toward the elbow of capture and probably still further south the stream turns and twists in curves whose radius may often be less than a hundred feet in comparing the case of the toul upper moselle and aire we see that these rivers are the diverted upper portions of branches that once belonged to the meuse the diverters by which the toul was given over to the moselle and the aire to the aisne may be called the pompeii and the grand prix respectively the latter ultimately delivering its prize through the marne to the seine the beheaded streams of the two are the Pagny and the bar the former is so insignificant that i have had to invent a name for it finding no name for the stream but only the marais de pagne entered on the etat major map of one to eighty thousand The bar is the best example that i have ever seen of a beheaded stream trying ineffectually to live up to the robust habits of its great predecessor the diminished meuse again the loss suffered by the meuse and the increase gained by the seine through the diversion of the air are of no great moment but as far as they go they serve to confirm each river in the habits that now characterize it the meuse in staggering with uncertain steps around its valley curves the seine and the moselle in swinging boldly around their curves and undermining the enclosing bluffs it should be noted however that where a large tributary is diverted from a point high up the trunk of a main river the loss of volume that the change produces may be a large fraction of the total volume that once belonged to the main river and hence the loss may greatly affect the ability of the main river still to follow the swinging valley that it cut out when its volume was greater on the other hand, when a tributary of relatively small volume is diverted from some point near the middle of the river, the loss thus occasioned will be a comparatively small fraction of the trunk volume, and the change of habit thus produced will be correspondingly small. It is for this reason that the staggering of the Meuse near Commercy is so much more marked than between Sedan and Mezieres. The loss of the Toul, Upper Moselle, was a much more serious affair for the Meuse than the loss of the Air supplemental problems there are certain aspects of this problem that remain to be considered briefly first are there any other examples of branches diverted from the system of the meuse to those of its neighbors on the east and west although i have been unable to find any direct signs of them on the map there still does seem to be indication that other diversions have occurred in looking at the meuse above pagne it is there almost as much out of proportion to its valley as it is below pagnea It is possible therefore that other headwater branches higher up than the upper moselle have been diverted looking at the air it appears that the present radius of the meanders is much smaller than the radius of the swinging valley that is followed by the little bar and from this it may be inferred that not only the existing air but the drainage of a still larger basin once ran down the valley of the bar perhaps the upper Ornain represents something of the additional volume that the air once possessed, but I cannot find direct indication that such is the fact. The maps on the scale of one to eighty thousand seem hardly of sufficient detail to enable one to solve this phase of the problem by indoor study alone. The whole subject calls for extended study in the field, and a more interesting problem could hardly be selected for summer's work another subject to which no reference has yet been made is nevertheless of fundamental importance to the whole problem why is it that the seine and the moselle are waxing at the expense of the waning Meuse? why do they possess an advantage while the intermediate stream is at a disadvantage how could the Meuse ever have gained so large a drainage area as it once must have had if at a later stage of its history it was to be so closely shorn of its branches This is too large a problem to enter far upon now, but it contains two elements that may be briefly stated. One is that many of the streams in the region of the Meuse are longitudinal streams, that is, they run chiefly along the strike of the weaker strata, and their valleys have long ascending slopes on the eastern side and more abrupt slopes on the western side. The highlands reached by these slopes are determined by the outcrop of more resistant strata than those of the valleys which the streams have excavated longitudinal streams of this kind I have called subsequent, believing that they cannot have originated in immediate consequence of the original slopes of the land's surface when it first arose above the sea, but that their opportunity came later, when the wasting of the weak strata allowed the headward growth of streams along their strike, after the manner explained in connection with the adjustments of the marne and its branches near Calons. The Meuse, and at least some of the branches that it once had therefore seem themselves to have been the result of depredations committed on the territory of some still earlier river or rivers and if this is true the sympathy that the present impoverished condition of the meuse excites is not deserved however this may be why is it that the meuse has lately found so great difficulty in deepening its valley and thus saving its branches from capture by its neighbors The chief cause of this difficulty must be looked for in the uplift of the Ardennes, across whose resistant rocks the lower Meuse has, during tertiary time, perhaps only during later tertiary time, been cutting its grand gorge. Like the highlands of the Middle Rhine, the Ardennes consists of ancient and deformed rocks which have once been reduced to a peneplain of moderate relief, drained by idle streams, but across which the Meuse is now actively cutting a deep transverse valley in consequence of the strong uplift of the region while the peneplain was yet a lowland the meuse was comparatively safe from depredations but during the elevation of the peneplain and thereafter great difficulty must have been experienced in deepening the valley the moselle must also have had some difficulty in deepening its valley through the uplifted highlands of the middle rhine but the uplift there does not seem to have been so great as it was in the ardennes and thus the Seine and the Moselle seem to have gained an advantage over the unlucky river between their headwaters. It is, indeed, remarkable enough that the Meuse is still able to maintain its course across the uplifted Ardennes, and its success can only be explained by regarding it as an excellent example of an antecedent river. It has battled manfully to preserve its course, and in this it has been wonderfully successful— for the highlands of the ardennes through which its deep gorge is cut are now higher than the uplands in which its meandering valley is sunk for some distance above misere yet although successful in holding its way through the revived mountains of the ardennes it has had to pay dearly for this success by the loss of its side branches the hard rocks of the uplifted ardennes form a sill that holds the upper meuse at a relatively high level and allows the head branches of the seine and moselle to undercut it on either side. Thus it is left as a winding river, still persevering bravely in its course, but much embarrassed by the diversion to its encroaching neighbors of certain tributaries from which it had expected loyal assistance in its great task, of cutting away through all obstacles to the sea. End of section 2